Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Aliens are about to rock your world and mine. Now, I don't know if you were as obsessed with this show back in the day as I was, but I love space. I love aliens. And Tuesdays at 9, 8 central, the incredible new series, Roswell, New Mexico, continues on The CW. It's from the executive producer of The Vampire Diaries and The Originals, and you guys know those shows are amazing, were amazing, R.I.P. Master of all things dark, twisty, and supernatural, and the kind of romance that will help rip your heart out. Liz Ortega is a beautiful, badass scientist who returns home to Roswell after 10 years. Then we got Max Evans, who is the small-town cop, who has loved her from afar since they were kids. He's also... Not from this planet. Liz and Max don't just have history and crazy chemistry. Their connection has a jaw-dropping cosmic twist. Watching their story play out will be everything. So, you guys, catch the all-new series Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesdays at 9, 8 central, only on The CW or anytime on the free CW app. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys. Alright, so sitting next to me, we have someone who I believe used to hate me, but I think now likes me. Perez Hilton, how are you? I'm good. I am I'm a lover. I I see that now. Um, I have so many things to ask you about. I was looking up some old articles and things that you had written about me back in like 09. Oh my god! I have have a few screenshots I want to show you. It's been that long. Well, before that, I want to I want to like hijack your podcast. I saw that (laughs) Lindsay Lohan said in a recent interview that she loves watching Vanderpump Rules. It's crazy. Did you get to watch her new reality show yet? I haven't watched it yet. I think it just premiered uh, this week. Yeah, Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. But my friend Kayla from MTV's Challenge Shows is in it she's in it Uh she's not on the first episode i don't think but she comes in shortly after so i have to watch it to support my girl but i've heard that it's basically just a copy of vanderpump rules and she's like the lisa vanderpump yeah so you gotta definitely yeah exactly you know take our (laughs) formula and copy it and you know maybe maybe that works 
But um, I want to start out, get into some shenanigans, and play a little game. Okay, I'm all for it. Okay. I love games. So I have 15 celebrity names here, and I just want you to say the first word that comes to mind. Okay. All right, starting out. Wait, first, do you do you see my shirt? Do you save like my shirt? Save Britney. Yes. Yeah. I used to sell Save Britney t-shirts. You used to also sell Heath Ledger shirts that said, why couldn't it be Britney? I didn't sell that one. I, back in the day, I... I, I Back when I was awful Perez, yeah. I, I shared that, but I didn't sell that one. It is still on your site. Is it? Yeah, I saw it last night. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just FYI. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get into that. But to start out, Britney Spears. Um, icon. Lady Gaga. Talented. Mariah Carey. Christmas. John Mayer. <laughs> Make out. <laughs> Misha Barton. The Hills. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Um, come back. Paris Hilton. The first. Kim Kardashian. The second. <laughs> Drake. Poppy. Kanye. Unfortunate. <laughs> Zach Efron. Hot. Lisa Vanderpump. Money. Miley Cyrus. Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Proactive. <laughs> and Chris Jenner. Pimp. Okay, so. Speaking of proactive, I know you have been vocal about this. I want to get into it. Sure. On your thoughts about Kendall Jenner being the new face of proactive. You know, it's been um, proven that proactive did not clear up her acne. A mm -hmm. dermatologist did. But I'm not mad at her. I don't. Listen, I'm never going to knock a hustler from making money. Yeah. So long as what you're pimping doesn't hurt people. Right. I don't think that proactive hurts people. I mean, the only thing I would be upset is like, oh, Kendall Jenner's promoting cigarettes now. Yeah. That'd be against. But actually, almost anything else, I'm not even a fan of, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even a fan of them. <laughs> Are you over the Kardashians? But I'm, but I'm, but I'm giving her respect for making the money because I'm a fan of making money. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I am. I think a lot like most people over the Kardashians. Are you over the Kardashians? I'm not. I don't think I ever will be. <gasps> really? No, I'm Team Kardashian all the way. I mean, I respect what they've built. Yeah. But it has just gone on for too long. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't – see, I love watching their show. It is my guilty pleasure. But I wouldn't be upset if the show maybe wasn't on for a little bit so Vanderpump Rules could win the People's Choice Awards for Best Reality Show, the MTV TV Award for Best Reality Show, because it's like no reality show is ever going to beat the Kardashians. So for that one aspect alone, I wouldn't mind <laughs> if it just wasn't on for a little bit. But I'm not over it. I just – Well, ratings are way down. Yeah, and our ratings are way up. So really? I just – I think that, you Do know – get more ratings than the Kardashians? That's what I've heard. I have not <gasps> wow. personally looked into the numbers, but from what I've been told from other cast members and whatnot, our ratings are better. 
So amazing. Yeah, but we're not winning any awards because they win everything. I mean, especially when it's the E People's Choice Awards, like <laughs> obviously. I even we're sitting at the table, we're literally five feet away from all of them. And I see Chloe ask a producer, when do we go on stage? And then he's like, You're gonna walk this yeah. way. And I'm like, obviously, like we knew they were gonna win, but they let like, you know ahead of time. They like two of them, I think it was Kendall and Courtney, showed up like just a few minutes before their award. They all walked out right after, you know, like smiled, waved and whatnot but we were just like we knew by the entire family being there with the exception of kylie that they were gonna win it's it's the e people's choice award so but you know they never have to work again so they're good never and neither (laughs) do like their great grandchildren at this point i know i i saw that kim bought all of the little girls louis vuitton or probably was gifted them oh i'm sure i doubt she even paid (laughs) she probably doesn't buy anything anymore she doesn't need to and you know some people were upset by that I'm like I'm not. Yeah. I I I wouldn't give my one year old a Louis Vuitton purse. Right. But it doesn't bother me that they're giving their nieces and children that. Yeah. I mean, for them, it makes sense for them to not have Louis Vuitton bags <laughs> as a toddler. I mean, that's their normal. <laughs> yeah, it is. And one thing though that I do respect, especially about the three older ones, is they all. I mean, you know, did grow up like wealthy, but they had pretty much a normal life. They went to high school and prom, and Courtney went to college and all of that. Like, I loved seeing that Kim went back to her 20 year reunion. So it's like I think them just growing up normal. They had more of a sense of being more grounded, whereas Kylie and Kendall were thrown into this show when they're 9, 10 years old. They had no choice. That is their norm, but yeah. I do. I'm, you know all the info. I love it. I You're just, a big fan. I am. I <laughs> I love them. I get a lot of my style inspiration for our interview looks from Kim and Courtney, and I love Chloe. I've met her I a like few times. I like them a lot, too, but they definitely changed, and I think they changed for the worse. Some people find it aspirational. Uh-huh. I find it gross because I look at them on social media, and it's just so vapid and shallow and about products and pushing things out. And for me, the tipping point, and I'm not – listen, I respect – I'm not jealous. I, I, I respect them. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had one-tenth, one-hundredth of their success. Right. I'm not begrudging them that. Um, Kylie is actually what started to sour me really on the Carr-Jenner family because I started to follow her on social media and I was like, this is not adding to my life. It's not making me happy. I'm actually not enjoying this content and I don't think I even care for her and who she is and what she stands for and what she's putting out there. And that's just me. Maybe because yeah. I'm old. <laughs> I'm I mean, 40. I feel like I'm old. I'm be 34 soon. Eh, but you're not old. But I mean, I just, I, I'm also, I'm a girl who gets compared to them often and I look up to them as like style icons. So I like following them just because I'm like, well, they're really pretty and I like pretty people. So, Can we, so Vanderpump Rules has been on... We're Eight on years? season seven. Wow. Yeah. We shot our pilot in 2011. It got picked up uh, the following year. We shot. Wait, so the first time I mentioned to you was in 2009, you said? Yes. I'm forgetting. We're... I don't even remember this. See, this what... is before Vanderpump Rules. So what happened in 2009? John Mayer. Did you date him? 
I mean, well, according to you, I was a fame horse stalker. Oh. <laughs> I think it's exactly what you what called me. What were you doing before Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> so I was acting. Okay. That was what I was doing full time as well as waiting tables. Um, I worked at the Grand Havana Room in Beverly Hills, which is where I met John. Okay. And it was very, very low key. Like we didn't go out in public together. It was either my place By or his, his place. Choice. He wanted that. Um. It was right after him and Jennifer Aniston broke up, uh-huh. and I had already been linked to Eddie Cibrian as a home-wrecking whore, and I wasn't trying to have that either, so it was both of our decisions. You, wait, this was... When was the this? T- that was 2008. Like, Ed, we're going way back. But when was back. Leanne Rimes and Eddie Cibrian? That was, like, 09. So Wait, it, oh, so you... Did you hook up with Eddie Cibrian while he was married? Yes, but I didn't know he was married. <gasps> I'm like, I, I, I feel like I have early yeah. Alzheimer's. Like, I've, you know, I, I can barely remember yesterday. That's, yeah. This is wild. Watch. I even, um, I screenshot oh one of those photos where you drew, like, something drizzling <laughs> out of my mouth. You don't remember this? Oh, my God. I ca- 2009. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you've done well for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've come a long way from and then, my... And so you had those... Well, I want to get back to your John Mayer uh-huh. story, but I'm also just curious... How did the Vanderpump Rules thing happen? Um, were you actually working so, there? Partly or were because you cast? of John Mayer. Really? So he was a member at the Grand Havana Room, uh, but the New York one. I worked at the Beverly Hills one. I didn't know who the New York members were, and honestly, it's John Mayer. I don't care if I did know, I still would have went out with him. So, <laughs> like I said, it was very like low key. Like I wasn't trying to be a fame whore associated with another celebrity. Like I was still trying to make a name for myself at the time. So we kept it very private. It was never boyfriend girlfriend. It was nothing serious. It was fun. It lasted I don't know four six months. But that's a long time. Yeah, but I mean, it was like a semi regular thing. And then uh, word got around that him and I were hanging out. There were only a couple of my friends who knew. Like, I kept it very wow. secret. And I guess at work, the one friend who knew, the one of the hostesses overheard us talking. And she, shortly after, got fired for dating a member. Because that was very frowned upon. Not allowed to fraternize with members. There's the employees. So there's the members. she sought revenge? So she sought revenge. Oh. And she was like, well, you're going to fire me. And then she turned it into a racial, a racial thing. And she was like, well, if you fire me, is it because I'm black? And you're not going to fire her, even though she did the same thing. And it was like, it wasn't. Did they a, end up firing so you? So I ended up getting fired. Oh, man. For, <laughs> because we we both did the same thing. Wait, I got to show and, you my, my phone, too. Total aside, uh-huh. I posted a photo of John Mayer the other day. Really? Did you see that photo? Um, I got to show you. My was there a penis drawn on his face? No, no. Oh, I, okay. I stopped that. <laughs> I stopped that in 2010. Okay. Wait. Let me show you the photo. Um, and Because I have somebody here that, that's dated him. And the, okay, the caption said, am I reading too much into John Mayer's bulge in this photo? Oh, it yeah. looks ginormous. Is, does he have an exceptionally <laughs> large penis? Um, or normal? You know, anyway, so. <laughs> so I would say that's nor- that he has a normal one then, because if he had an exceptionally I, large one, you would say. I don't remember it being exceptionally large. All right. There's nothing wrong with but, average. 
I mean, I wouldn't have stuck around as long as I did if it was below average. So we'll yeah, say that. no, I get that. Yes, there's nothing but wrong with that. No, we we had a good time together. There were a, a lot of fun moments. <laughs> have you but, have you spoken to him since? Um, I have haven't. Have you slid into your DMs? So one of my friends actually a few years ago had hooked up with him before her and I became friends. Okay, and they still kind of keep in touch. So like through her, we've like said like hello and just like a few things like over Snapchat and stuff together, but nothing. Serious. That was he's all about a long the Instagram. He's a he's an expert flirter. And uh, did he meet your friend through Instagram? Um, you know what? I don't know. I think they he might have had did. a mutual friend. <laughs> I don't know. But long story short, I got fired. I called a friend of mine who I knew was also bartending in Beverly Hills, and I was like, I need a job. I just got fired. That was so unexpected. And he was like, I just started at this place called Villa Blanca. It opened up yesterday. You should come by. I went so by. So it was real. It was brand new. I went by the second day they were open, met Ken, and then I was working there on day three. Because, um, you know, the Hills, they cast all those people. Oh, yeah. No, ours was real. The only thing they did was bring me from Villa Blanca over to Sur, but then I I really did work at Sir. I was working at both of the restaurants the first two seasons, and then it became too much working at both, so then I was just at Sir. But all thanks to John Mayer. I'm on Vanderpump Rules. So. Yeah. Isn't that funny how life works? <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, that's also a good message to share with your podcast listeners in the month of January because – I don't know, maybe others have experienced this too. And I noticed that this is a pattern for me. Every January, I start off in an awful place. Really? <laughs> with a lot of anxiety. And I've now been able to pinpoint what causes it for me. What's that? I overindulge during the holidays. Oh. Like, I'm a former fatty. You know, back when I was posting those awful things, that was a miserable p- person. And okay. overeating and eating my feelings and not being present in my life and uh, I reverted back. I o- kind of always revert back to that during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, not, I'm not a big drinker, but I drank during the holiday break. But just eating chocolates and potato chips and whatever. And yeah. going. And I was in Vegas, so going to all the fancy oh. restaurants and oh, I'm not because it's free. So I'm like, send some more. Oh, over. totally. I want more. I moved to Vegas last year, actually on Christmas to do my show. So I was there for the end of the holiday season. So I get it. There's- so. When I've gotten back, I'm back into my healthy routine, Mm -hmm. and you know I consider myself an addict. I'm a food addict, and it's a drug to me. Yeah. So when I'm detoxing from food, it is like detoxing from drugs. Like it plays tricks with my mind. Mm -hmm. So I was having all sorts of self doubt and anxiety. And a lot of my stupid self-doubt had to do with that Celebrity Big Brother show. Yeah. Because I really want to do it, and it's they're going to announce the cast on Monday. So I've finally uh, accepted the fact that I'm most likely not going to do it because I haven't gotten an offer. I said that was one of my questions I was going to ask you because you did the UK one. I did the UK one. And Brandy Glanville, who's also on podcast one, as am I, she did the UK one as well. Mm -hmm. And they asked her to do the American one. So it's not like if you did the UK one, they're not going to consider you for this one. Uh, But, but, you know, I got a lot of insider information about who is in the cast. Oh. I'm not going to share it. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not stupid. I don't want to piss right. off the casting director. Of course. Because I want to do it either yeah. this year or next year. So I'm not going to leak any names. I, I, I know so much of what's going on. Like I, somebody even just dropped out for Ooh. health reasons. Interesting. Somebody was like, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like this kind of shit. Oh, people, totally. people will say yes. People say no. They didn't get enough money or whatever. Some, today. Today. 
somebody just dropped out for health reasons. Like I don't know what the health reasons are. Uh-huh. Or I don't know if they got rejected by their doc- by the doctor on the show because they might not be able to do the physical things right. or whatever. But I was so wanting to do it. And then I found out, oh, that person got offered to do it. And I have way more social media followers <laughs> than them. Like – Four times the amount. Yeah. I was like, that person has 230,000 Instagram oh. followers, and they got asked to be on the show. Like, uh-huh. But I've let it go, and I've started to reprogram my brain. I was like, you know what? You have to have faith. Right. And as the years go by, you realize everything always works itself out. Just yeah. like your story. You got fired, and now look at you. Totally. Thank you, John Mayer. Thank you. I do. I say, <laughs> I'm like, I have John Mayer to thank for being on this show because I that job I worked was amazing. I made really good money. I made a lot of good connections. It was like the it place to work in Beverly Hills straight out of college. And you were doing that um, sex tips show in Vegas? Yes. You did that for a year? Um, No, I was there for five months. Five months. Yeah. I love Vegas. I did Chippendale this past summer. Oh my God, I did. I saw your posters were everywhere. So <laughs> your picture replaced my friend Mikey. He got fired from Chippendales, oh, really? but he was like the poster boy of Chippendales. Oh. Like they still have his huge one at the Rio. Okay. And all of a sudden I'm like at the airport and I see <laughs> Perez Hilton over where Mikey used to be. And they said <laughs> in the, the, the billboards and the ads, will not be stripping. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a fun show. I was a regular at the Magic Mike and Chippendales show while I lived in Vegas. Oh, I, fun. I, I love time. Vegas. Yeah. I almost bought a house, but then I smartly did not. <laughs> Why do you say smartly? Because I'm looking at houses right now out there well because i wanted to buy a house to airbnb it that's what i'm thinking about doing but it's it's illegal it's mostly illegal like that you have to have a license to do it and they're they're very stingy with the amount of licenses they get out everybody still does it but i'm you know you now are a big person oh yeah i'm not trying to break the law well (laughs) we're big targets yeah absolutely our neighbors may rat us out oh so and so and so and so and so and so they're doing this and blah, 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 and then psh, you get a seventy five thousand dollar fine or whatever oh. it is and I'm like I just was there for Christmas break for two weeks and I rented an Airbnb and I just did the math and I'm like you know what it's cheaper to just rent an Airbnb for however long I want to be in Vegas whenever I want to be in Vegas right. than to buy a place there. I mean, you don't okay. have the conveniences of it being your place and your sheets and all that jazz. That's but true. I'd rather save the money. Definitely. Okay, good to know. I'm but gonna, I love Vegas. I'm going to reconsider. I do, too. I had such a blast there. I was actually, just like an hour ago, the girl who was my understudy who replaced me in the show right now because I had to come back, film Vanderpump Rules, move back and everything. But she just said uh, in a couple weeks she needs the night off. She goes, are you free? And I'm like... Well, actually, I might be, but I would only do it if Chester Lockhart did it with me because we were just such was he a good team. Yeah, it was okay. him and I. So he's a singer. I'm aware of him. Yeah, he's amazing. So talented. So funny. Very witty. Like that show had so much improv. I saw it in New York. Yeah, but it's a lot of text. Oh my god! So it you would remember it all in a few it, weeks. I actually the other night I was like, I wonder if I remember my opening monologue and just in my head, and I remembered every word. So I know just going over the script a few times I mean I did a couple hundred shows so I think that's embedded in my brain for a few years at least (laughs) but I would only want to do it again if it was with Chester or Jay Rodriguez because he did the show right before Chester and he was the one who got me the job doing it I talked to those producers but I ended up doing the Chippendales instead because it seemed easier (laughs) yeah oh absolutely (laughs) and I mean Chippendales compared to Magic Mike like Chippendales are strippers Magic Mike are talented 
talented dancers, singers. Like, it's such a different show, but Chippendales is they definitely sing it? easier. They sing in Magic Yeah. Mike? There's a guy, he does a Robin Thicke song, and oh. there's two of them, actually. Maybe that's new, because when I saw it, I didn't see singing. Really? There's just one singing I want to see it act. again. It is amazing. I, I love one of the dancers on there. Which one? I follow one? him on Instagram, Jesse Morales. I know Jesse. He was the first one to pull me up on stage. Oh, my first time hot. I went. Yeah. There, I think there's there's hotter ones. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll have to I've, stalk them. I had a, <laughs> I'll have to go look at I made who the I made some, cast members some are. good friends with the Magic Mics. <laughs> all right. So um, I got a bunch of questions. All right. Um, first of all, I don't know. Where does the name Perez Hilton comes from? It just came to me one day. I mean, there's a long story. I was at a club in Miami and that, you know. I think it's just human nature to be so – or, well, at least this is how I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I try to live my life in the moment or in the future, which actually – I live in the future a lot, so that's why I have anxiety. Yeah. If you live in the past a lot, you have depression. Exactly. Yeah. So I live in the future a lot uh-huh. and in the now. So it's like um, – but people forget that back in 2004 – a long ass time ago now. It's crazy. Paris Hilton really was Kim Kardashian Absolutely. level famous. She's not as famous anymore. We are not talking about her as much as we used to, but mm-hmm. truly, we used to talk about Paris as much as we talk about Kim Kardashian now in 2004. So she was hosting in Miami for New Year's Eve, and I went to a bunch of clubs and bars with my friends because I was home for the holidays. That's where I'm from originally. Yeah. And there was a reserved table at every spot for Paris, allegedly. I mean, I doubt that she was calling everybody up saying, I want a reserved table. I, I just noticed there was like a scam going on. That all the clubs were telling people Paris was going to come to like oh. get the word out so that people would come and... Anyways, it's like, please, Paris Hilton isn't showing up, but maybe Perez Hilton is. And then he did. Okay. So, I mean, I always thought it was because Paris yeah. Hilton, like the Hilton part, but Perez just because it sounded oh, kind of like Paris and well, because, because you're like, Latin. That's me. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm the outsider. I'm I'm doing something different. I wanted people to scratch their heads the first time they uh-huh. heard that name. Yeah. I think it's very clever and very smart. Thank I mean, you. definitely, I going back, yeah, like you said, to 2004, I mean, you were like the first big celebrity blogger out there. Before TMZ, there yeah. was me. Um, Before anything. I'm, yeah. I mean, there wasn't even, there was no Instagram back then. There was no Twitter. There was no YouTube. It was a much simpler time. It was. I miss it a bit. <laughs> I know. I mean, now I feel like with social media, it's just, it's so different. Like, how has that social media changed for someone in your line of work with blogging? How has that changed? It, I mean, I still love what I do, but it makes me work nonstop. Mm-hmm. Especially because I I feel very blessed that I am able to provide for my family but I don't have Kardashian money. I don't have FU money in the bank. Yeah. I don't have enough money saved that I can never work again in my entire life. Right. Okay. And having that FU money gives you a lot of freedom. Like, okay, I'll post whatever I want on Instagram whenever I want. But 
you know, for me with social media, it's like I have to post on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and YouTube and Snapchat and not just post. You have to engage and look at the comments and like the comments and respond to people. And that all takes so much time. Yeah, it really does. I have my sister do half of it for me sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Nice. And even you just... heard that here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she she helps me. She does this for a living. She works with Erica Costell. Um, oh. so she is just, I mean, she's 21. She's a millennial. She's amazing at all the social media stuff. And even just, uh, last week, my trainer, Seth Browning released an ebook about my transformation, just me getting into shape. And she had this idea to tag a friend in the comment and to give away a few books. We got 4,000 comments on the picture. It was just like, I wouldn't have thought about that, but the engagement on that photo had like over 30,000 likes and like 4,000 comments just because she just knows how to get that engagement up. So I'm like, okay, keep helping me with my social media. And then when I need like a little break from it, but it's like, obviously I still need to stay active. I still like interacting with fans. So sometimes I'll have her take it over for a little bit. But if there's DMs I need to respond to, or if she wants me to see some comments, like I'm always aware of it. I just sometimes need that break. <laughs> well, you're lucky. <laughs> I I don't have that. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe she's available to take on someone else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would want anybody else responding for me. She or... doesn't respond for me. Oh, okay. She just will like monitor oh, and, and she'll like... let you see comments. Yeah. Oh, I see that you should respond. Yeah. To so oh, like I when see. I was in Vegas, just with. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? I don't. Okay, no, totally fine. So I but actually my podcast co-host that. is obsessed. Okay, <laughs> so, but he's on the he's on the radio right now, so he couldn't be with me. Oh well, I'll have to do your show then. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. talk about it. But last season, I say this myself: I was just like cringeworthy. Like I had to fast forward through my scenes because I was just like, in why this were you cringeworthy? Relationship where it it appeared very one sided with the edit you saw, and it just was really frustrating to watch because here I am all like googly eyes and he was just like nah but it wasn't like that in Were private you time a co-star I'm, no I, I don't remember anything okay no actually amber valetta's brother you wrote several articles about us i know i'm last having year. like amnesia yeah <laughs> but i will say that all of the things that came out about rob and i i think when i was looking last night there were maybe like seven different ones that you had put out yeah and i noticed the tone has yeah, completely yeah. changed yes. from when you started. So yeah. I've grown up. Yeah. But um, when you know better, you do better or you try. I'm yeah. still a human and I still mess up. Yeah, of course. And I, I still mean, we piss all do. People off. Like last week, I, re- I talk about it on my podcast this week, but it'll be, it, it's, I'm curious to hear a, a female's perspective on it because my co host is a guy. So, <laughs> you know, I still like to stir the pot. Yeah. And I I like to, you know, be, be playful without being mean or cruel. Mm-hmm. So I saw this photo that Scott Disick posted. Okay. He was at an Asian restaurant with his daughter, Penelope. And you could clearly see he had his chopsticks in his hands. And his daughter, uh, I'm not even going to repeat the gesture, but did something with her eyes at the Asian restaurant Um some people were saying she was just lifting up her eyelids. Others were saying that it was just an, an, an inappropriate gesture. Yeah. I posted that photo and I just asked a question. I said, <laughs> racist or nah? And then I followed that up with another question. Smart of Scott Disick to post or nah? Yeah. I never said it was racist. Right. I just asked the question. And my podcast co-host was like, you knew what you were doing. You were, you were, you were fueling hate. I was like, I was feeling hate i was just stirring the pot (laughs) like i i also do think that scott disick 
unless he's a moron, must have been aware that some of the people may have thought that. Yeah. And I personally would not have posted that photo of my daughter at an Asian restaurant. No way. Because especially nowadays, I mean, it's now 2019, everyone is so PC, so sensitive about every little thing. It's like, especially when you are a public figure, you have to be very careful about any little thing you say or do because people are easily offended. Yeah. But did you, would you say that me asking that question was fueling hate? I think you were maybe just putting it out there where people maybe wouldn't have thought that. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe that is kind of racist. So, but that, yes, that's yeah, true. The comments the were real heated on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did Scott say anything about it? No, no. Do you like him? I think he's hilarious. I, is, I've always been I've a never, fan of his. Like, I don't watch any television. So uh-huh. I, I have his, I have, that's shocking to me to hear that he's hilarious because just from what I see on social media, I don't see him being funny. I mean, he can definitely be a dick and he's been a douche like on the show, but he also, I think, is just someone who's really funny and I think he's grown a lot over the last couple of years. That's I think good. watching the show from day one until now and seeing the change of, you know, when he was just drunk and going out in clubs and just disappearing and all of this to now, you know, since he's lost his parents and he's had more kids and I think he's grown a lot as a person and I appreciate his personality. Even on one of the episodes episodes last season him and Chloe like brought back his podcast and we're just like going around Cleveland and it was just really funny so he had a podcast yeah yeah they brought it back for for show just I think for, like, of course like, I mean I don't know if it really like came back on air yeah. for a while but it was funny he just he has that like light-hearted funny side to so him. before we were doing this I was overhearing wait you can always edit it out you're you're trying to have a baby or no no, no. so i am freezing, freezing my eggs egg. right okay. now i'm divorced which you also wrote several articles about um but um when did that happen that happened in 2016 okay so uh, since uh then i got into the one relationship with uh rob valetta okay. and then that ended august 2017 and i've been single since well it's smart to freeze your eggs yeah why not i'm not looking for a relationship right now i'm 33 i'll be 35 in May and I am not even 100% that I want to have kids one day because it would need to be with the right person. I don't ever want to be I don't want to be a single mom. I would rather travel the world than be a single mom. Okay. So, but that's how I feel now. I may change. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I've gone back and forth when I was married. I really wanted kids. But I just, I haven't been ready for them yet. So I have the well, opportunity. I love it. Yeah. To... It's good to to have it there if you want it in the future. And that's the thing. It's like insurance. And it's just, you know, a what if? Maybe for a second baby. Maybe I never need to use them. But they're going to be there just in case. I might have to go through a second round of doing this if I don't get enough eggs. So I You mean, already did it the first time? No, I'm... You're... In the process right I, now. Well, you know, I've been through the process. I wanted to ask so, you about yeah, that. I've got three kids. My advice to you is have way more than you think you will ever need. And that's what I was thinking even just the other day. So I'm currently like, on day five of my shots. I go back tomorrow for blood work and an ultrasound. We'll look at the follicles and all of that. But I was talking to my doctor yesterday and I said, well, what if we don't get enough? Like, should I do it again right away? Do I wait a few months? And he goes, we can absolutely do it again. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to make sure that, like, you're good to go. So just in the back of my mind, I'm going to plan on in a few months doing it again because it can't hurt to have more. You need to because people think that with – with, um, and I wonder – I mean – 
I don't even know if she would ever really, really be honest, Kim and Kanye. Mm -hmm. But I know, you know, I've done it three times now with each of my three kids. The first time I got lucky with my son and we got pregnant right away. Oh, wow. The other two times, my two daughters, I had, I think, three failed attempts with my middle child. And then I had two failed attempts with my baby girl. So, you know, you need to have way more than you think you'll need because it's not going to be a guarantee that you're going to get pregnant if you when, no. you, when in the future. You got that didn't work, and okay, you, you're going to you, you run out of embryos, then you've run out. You know? And that's the thing. I'm freezing eggs. I'm not freezing embryos, so yeah. the success rate is a lot lower for that because you don't know until the eggs fertilized if it is mm. going to be viable. Mm. So yeah. I want to <laughs> make sure that I do have plenty extra and then there's the mature and the immature egg so i'm just gonna plan on doing it again even if we a get a process. lot this time you have to take shots and all that jazz. every day three times a day wow. i have to give two to myself morning and night and then i'm going into the office every morning after i do my one at home for three my others. surrogate did that mm -hmm. you know that was that's the process my surrogate would do that before we went to implant yeah or you know my sperm right <laughs> and uh you have to, you know, really take care of yourself and all that. I don't think you can drink. No, I've, yeah. um, I haven't been drinking or smoking weed since December 11th. Wow. Yeah. So well, I hope it works out for you, thank however you. way you want it to. Yeah, but way. I'm like, I don't even miss it. Like, I'm such a stoner at heart, and I would smoke weed every night before bed. I'd eat my CBD gummies every morning, and then the doctor's like, "That needs to stop today." I was like, "Okay." And I haven't had a craving for it. I mean, I'll definitely, once I'm through with this, like, I'm going <laughs> to have a little smoke here and there. But I'm like, I don't. have gummies every morning? Well, they're like anxiety CBD gummies, not okay. THC at all. They're called uh, Sunday Scaries. They're so good. Okay. But that just became part of my, like, morning routine. Like, I have my protein smoothie. I have my CBD gummies. Because I don't, I'm also on Wellbutrin daily. And I don't want to be on a daily um, anxiety medication. So I was trying to see if replacing that with CBD, but it's a medication I need to wean myself off of. So I'm like, okay, let's the birth control and the hormones and all that. We're going to do that first, then worry about the anxiety next. But for right. right now, I'm just sober Sheena, but, um, I, I feel great. And Good. I just get to watch back and watch my drunken friends make fools of themselves and remind them the next day of what they did. And I'm like, <laughs> I was sober. Like, you can't even be like, no, Sheena, you had a few drinks. Like maybe I'm like, no, Dead sober right now. <laughs> but did you use the same surrogate for all three kids? I used the same egg donor, different surrogates. Oh, okay. For different reasons. Yeah. Each one. Gotcha. But it was all the same egg same donor. Same egg donor, yeah. I was curious about that. Okay. So many questions. We keep getting in such great conversations. <laughs> um, what celebrities, who have you become friends with, like close friends with since you started blogging? I've also changed with how I view that because in my younger days, I thought that I really could have real friendships mm -hmm. with celebrities, but after being burned a few times <laughs> yeah. by some very famous people, <laughs> uh, some very publicly and some not even burned, like for example, Katy Perry. Okay. I was f real friends with Katy Perry before she was famous. 
and I supported her and championed her, and I would still have been friends with Katy Perry, even if she never became famous. But then there became a point, there came a point when she became so famous that it was almost difficult to have a friendship because I had to talk about her mm -hmm. and the non-good things that were happening in her life. Yeah, because that's your job. So it just became really complicated. So we never had a fight. We never had a falling out, but we kind of just stopped being friends. Yeah, I guess I could see how but that would be difficult. But we're still friendly, you know? Like, I'll, if I see her out and about, and I have, I'll say hi, yeah. we'll talk. Same with Kim Kardashian, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, although Kim is very different, because Kim loves being talked about. Oh, of course. She plays the game. Yeah. And I do love that about the Kardashians. They love being talked about. They know what to do, and yeah. they're clearly doing a good job I mean, Kim... This, this may or may not surprise – They pro this probably won't surprise your listeners. Kim still stages paparazzi photos. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that. I don't know if everyone yeah. knows that, but She yeah. still stages – like on vacation, um, whenever. Like, I mean, a lot of the times they, they are just following her, but a lot of the times she still calls them up and be like, okay, let's take a photo here. <laughs> but then also you make friends with the paparazzi and they're going to make you look good in the photos. You know, they're not going to post those cellulite photos of her that when she was on vacation, you know, they're going to post the ones where she looks good. So Maybe that's why you, she stages them. That's why I would be <laughs> friends with them. I mean, I've had some photos taken of me in Hawaii that weren't the most flattering and then become friends with some other people in Hawaii who put out very flattering photos of me. So Wait, like, I got to get on Vanderpump Rules. How can I make that happen? Well, do you need a job? Do you want to work at Sir? You need a little side job? I'll do it. Wait, is, <laughs> there's no gay person. Wait, there is. The two guys, right? No, they're not gay. <laughs> wait, wait. The ones that started a new business, are they gay? No, no. no. Oh, I thought you were talking about James and Logan. You're talking no. about Tom and Tom. No. They're Tom, not gay? No, Tom Schwartz is happily married, oh, okay. and Tom Sandoval and Ariana have been together for um, five years. I'm so clueless. <laughs> Are, is anybody gay on the show? Um, not Any one of, of the, the guys? main characters. That's freaking lame. Why is there no? It's Lisa freaking Vanderpump. I know. I Why mean, is there no gay on there? There's been a lot of gay rumors. I know. That's why I was confused. <laughs> and the yeah. British guy is not gay. No. Oh no, God! He has a girlfriend. I'm not trying to out yeah. anybody. No. I don't do that anymore, <laughs> anymore. either. Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that has also been it, that it, was his storyline last year. His best friend, who is gay, was like, you know, no, you're in love with me, and we've hooked up, and we've they, done they this. They hooked up. And that James will say no, but Logan says yes, and still to this day, I mean, oh. we're not James or Logan. Is Logan so. on the show? Logan was last season. Yeah. Oh, he's not on this season. No, because oh. his storyline was basically James, and uh. then their friendship fell apart because. No. Oh. He openly said that him and James had hooked up. I got to figure out a way to get on the show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll work there yeah. if it'll get me on the show. <laughs> and also, it's I'm like... looking for more money, Lisa. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll take some weight. But you don't still work there. Not nearly as much. So, like, now, I mean, it's impossible for us to just go in and wait tables like normal. So, yeah. what we do now, we have a deal worked out where it's more like modified shifts where I'll go in once or twice a week, once maybe just to eat brunch and just to be there and to post about sir and like promote brunch and then the other night like I still will show up in my dress I'll take a couple orders if I have to I'll run drinks if they need me to grab something like I'm still there to help but we pull tips there and it was my idea when I said I go look I'm not saying I'm better than waiting tables I'm not saying that like I don't have time for this anymore I absolutely do I don't think it's fair when I'm making so much money doing other jobs I have this I have this show I have my social media to then take away money from people where sir is their 
their only job. So I said, how about I go in, I clock in. I don't even care about the hourly. I don't even know what minimum wage is anymore. But I said, I'll go in. I'll clock in to prove I'm there. I don't need to take any tips because I'm not working as hard as these other people. I'm doing more, spending more time taking photos and talking to people and answering questions. And that's what they come in for. They want to see us. They don't care if I'm actually writing down their order. They just want to talk to us. And all the cast does this? Um, Not all. I, Does that Jax guy do it? Not anymore. He he doesn't go in. He he resigned Rude. like the oh, last. He resigned. He resigned. I, I clearly don't fucking watch. Every season finale, Jax resigns. Uh, really? <laughs> Pretty every much. Season. Yeah, it's like okay, and then he asks for his job back again, no. and then he resigns. And I he saw something his... about him getting in shape. He's looking good. He is the men's health thing that um, he had posted on his Instagram. He's like season one Jax again. And he and there's another girl on the show that's engaged to some really rich dude. Lala. Right. Yes. She and he and Jax are friends. Did they ever date? No. Jax and Lala? Uh, yeah. No, Did no, no. Did you no. and him date? No. 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 Season one, we had like a flirtation thing, but I was in a relationship. <laughs> it was just more to kind of piss off Stassi. But there was like a gay pride episode where I was like rubbing like suntan lotion on so his back. You, so <laughs> when you guys do film, when you're filming, you're pretending to work there? No, no. I mean, when we're filming, we're really working. So when you film, you work there. Yes. All right. But when we're not filming, we're there. We're just not working <laughs> as right, hard as everyone right. else. Sure, sure. No, I'm all for it. Yeah. But um, I'm actually... And is it actually like a contractual thing? Like, is it in your contract or is is kind of how it's been? I mean, the show is based at Sir, so what do you think? All right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I'm actually the only cast member who hasn't dated another cast member. Everyone else is in relationships within the cast, and I'm not. Does your show get better ratings than The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills, yes. (gasps) That's so interesting. Or we're about neck and neck at certain seasons, but our ratings have been better than theirs. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys have a younger cast. Yeah. And Lisa is, you know, one of the most popular housewives, and she's a part of our show. Yeah. I think she's lovely. I met her a bunch of times. Oh, my God. She's amazing. And I love how philanthropic she is Mm -hmm. and all about her animals. Yeah. You know, she's opening a spot in Vegas. Cool. Yeah, she's a Vanderpump cocktail lounge at the Forum Shops in Caesars Palace. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm like, she had asked me if I would be open to helping, you know, train the staff and open the restaurant out there. And I'm like, absolutely. And she's like, would you do your show again? I'm like, absolutely. Like, if I have the opportunity to go back, film Vanderpump Rules, and do sex tips, like, that is my ultimate dream job right now. And I still get to do this. Like, when I was doing sex tips, I flew back every Tuesday night with Chester. He worked in L.A. on Wednesdays. I did my podcast on Wednesdays, would fly back together Thursday morning. You couldn't and do, do your show. podcast in Vegas? I could, but most of the guests are in L.A. Uh, and I actually... You see, I don't have guests on my podcast. I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could just talk for, like, an hour, but I feel like my voice is annoying enough. But I have my I co-host... <laughs> You don't have a co-host. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Will and I, like, we could do our shows together, but I enjoy having guests, and it's like, you know, I I also get to, like, make new friends and just learn more Who's been your worst guest you've ever had? Ooh, worst guest? Um, I haven't really had any bad ones yet because most have been my friends. Who? Oh, but well, I will say, no, Corinne wasn't bad when I did <laughs> when I did her podcast, it was bad. I was like, I think honestly, it was the most painful interview I've ever done. She's not good. She or? didn't know anything about me. She barely knew my name. It was like, girl, do your research. Like she was like, okay, so yeah, I'm just a guest today. I don't have to do any research. Yeah, but she's like, so you're not on the show anymore, right? And I'm like, no, I still am. And then I was like saying how I was divorced. She was like, 
your di- your divorce? And I'm like, did you like Google me at all? Did you I look thought at you my? Said she was not your friend. No, she... no, okay. no. So I did her show and it was painful. But uh... then I was like, I'm gonna bring her on mine. Called her out for her terrible interviewing <laughs> skills. But then we kind of became friends. So <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, but um, the, I would say like 85 percent of my guests have been people I know through association or are friends because I've been in this industry for like 12 years now. So I've made a lot of connections. But um. Yeah, I've I've been pretty lucky. I've been doing this almost a year now and I haven't had like a bad interview. What would you say your like worst like interview or like maybe reaction from a celebrity about something you've written has been? I mean, well when we first started on podcast 1, it was just, you know, people canceling at the last minute mm-hmm. and I get pissed off and this and that. One of my resolutions for 2019 is to um not take things personally. Yeah. And to let things go. So I'm working on all of that. Um, But I still remember one of the wildest reactions I ever got from somebody. I'm trying to remember what I wrote about her. I don't even remember what the fuck I wrote about her. (laughs) But it was in 2007, 11 years ago. Uh No, now it's 12 years ago. It's 2019 now. It was in 2007, back when uh, MySpace was still a thing. Roseanne Barr oh my God. had a MySpace page and I had written something about her that pissed her off. So on her official MySpace page, <laughs> Roseanne said that she wanted to kidnap me, say that I was trespassing on her property in Hawaii, and then kill me. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, okay. Look wow. at you now, bitch. Look yeah, at you now. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Now she's still really rich. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, that show got canceled real quick. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Like. You can't say shit like that anymore. I mean, not that it was ever okay, but especially now. Well, like, like, and I also, I'm not one of those people that buys that I was drunk. I was a high excuse. No. Like, I'm not going to say things that she said. When I get drunk. The work. Oh gosh, I will share this story. What was the? I'll tell you mine, then you tell me yours. Okay. Well, you probably have better ones than me, but this is pretty bad. I regret this. I regret this because I thought I was being fun. I, I this, is, this is a low moment in my life, and I, actually, I don't think I've ever apologized for it because I don't even remember a lot of the people that I did it to. <laughs> I got so drunk one at a house party that I organized, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a house then. I was living in an apartment at my friend's house. And I got so drunk, but I thought it'd be really funny to rip ev- all the guys' shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, uh, thinking about it now, I'm like, I just was just destroying their property. That's kind of awful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was not a uh, highlight. That's bad. But that, but I thought it was being fun. I was like, oh my god, right. it's so fun. You're all shirtless now. Oh, but that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of really bad, actually. That's bad. <laughs> oh well. What's the worst thing you ever did drunk? Ooh, um, see, that's one thing is I'm kind of a control freak, so I don't really let myself get to that drunk point. I kind of know when to cut myself mm, off. That's good. Um, nothing's coming to mind like right away. I mean, I'm sure I've I've said something that maybe offended one of my friends or hurt their feelings, but the best thing probably and by making the way, out with someone in public, like Robbie Hayes at Pump. That's probably the worst thing I've ever done drunk. <laughs> And I wasn't I don't think I don't I don't view what I did to those guys as sexually harassing them. I wasn't making out with no. them. I wasn't trying to come on to yeah. them. Uh, in any it wasn't a sexual thing. It was just a douchebag thing. Yeah. Um the best thing I've ever done drunk, it was 
another house party back when we were young and you know in our 30s now I'm, I'm gonna be 41 um i convinced all of my friends to let me take photos of their buttholes oh my god and then <laughs> and then i was like all right it's time to play guess the butthole <laughs> you gotta try that it's a fun party game oh okay <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Guess. Maybe it's just a gay guy thing. Maybe. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wow. He's got no hair on his. We know who that is. Totally. <laughs> Did, was it like multiple choice? No, it was just, I I was like maybe like nine people there. I took photos of all their, I, I got them all to do it. And then we all got it, gathered around and we all looked at the phone <laughs> at, at one at a time and tried to guess whose it was. I've never done that. <laughs> no, can't say I have. <laughs> My friends still remember that very fondly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that would stick in people's memories. <laughs> <laughs> have any celebrities ever sued you for something you've written about them? Oh, yeah. Or how many, should I say? Many. <laughs> I mean, you know, the older you get, you you know better, you, you do better, um... I, I regret a lot of my past. I'm not one of those people that say, oh, I have no regrets because it's led me to where Let I am learn. today. Yeah. I know, but I have, a ton, I have a ton of regrets. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, a ton of celebrities sued me. Everybody from Jennifer Aniston, well, not her directly, but she must have signed off on it. Yeah. Her, her, this is such bullshit too, that one. I got sued for posting a photo from a French magazine of Jennifer Aniston topless. It oh. was a still from a movie, and the the scene never made it to the film, so it was leaked footage. Uh. But it made it to print in France. But instead of suing the French magazine, the movie studio sued me. That's crazy. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. But like, I wasted. I, I like now that I have three kids, it's like fuck all that money I could have back that I wasted with legal bills, right? Thankfully, I haven't Damn. had a lawsuit in a long time. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've changed uh, the way. Hallelujah. Now, do you notice since changing the format of your blog, do you think people liked it more when you were hating on people or people are appreciating like the more no, admiration? I think that, as you know, I mean, listen, people would be lying if they didn't say that. Well, this hasn't happened in a while either, but, you know, back in the day, there was tons of celebrity nude photos leaking or sex mm-hmm. tapes. There's nothing other. I want to ask you about that. Everybody wanted to see them. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, of course. Guys and girls wanted to see them. Yeah. I don't post that anymore. Even if it were a leak, I wouldn't post it anymore. Okay. Um, but people want to see that stuff. Yeah. But having said that, I also feel like collectively, we as a human race also want to and have changed and want to be better and nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the Lauren Conrad mm, sex tape thing. Yes. How did that come about? Was it, I mean, can you say, was it Jason who contacted you directly about it? Um, it's been a long time now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never reveal my sources, but I will <laughs> say. Um, was it an inside it was, uh It was a cast member of The Hills that told okay. me. Uh, and I'm very excited for the reboot. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask about that too. I'm excited for it as well. Actually, here's some scoop. I auditioned to be on the reboot. Really? And they didn't cast. Uh, not really audition. I how it works in reality TV is you have a Skype or an in. Well, 
either way, really. Uh, Skype or an in-person interview. We did a Skype, and mm-hmm. they videotaped me with a casting director. And mm-hmm. she did, she interviewed me and asked me a bunch of questions. And then they turned my interview into a little sizzle. Uh-huh. And they didn't cast me. But I don't. you know what? I, keeping with my mantra of not taking things personally, blah, 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 they ended up casting younger Mi- people. Yeah, and now it's Misha, Misha Barton. Barton. And Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's son, who's... 23. Wait, what's his name? Brandon. Okay, I met him at the Chargers game a few weeks ago, and they were like, oh, this is one of the newest Hills cast members. I didn't realize that was their son. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm going to be 41. So yeah, I'm because not... I mean, all of you know the original cast members are like early 30s or yeah. older, like or Frankie Delgado's, like I think mid to later 30s. Yeah. So they do, I guess, need a little bit of that young blood still to keep it or to drive in a younger audience. Okay. Because most of the audiences, well, I know my mom was a fan of The Hills, but you know that that original audience has grown older, so yeah. they gotta get those but millennials I made in. So much sense on the show because I know all of those kids, and I was such a part of the first run. Yeah, I went to Spencer and Heidi's wedding. Oh my God, my best friend Stacy, Stacy the bartender. Okay, she was at the wedding. She was on like the last couple of seasons of it. I did a couple cameos on uh, it, and I have so many friends who I either knew then or have made throughout the years. And they've I've had so many people ask like, "Well, are you going to be on the New Hills?" And like, it would make sense like to do crossovers because I'm like, these are genuinely my friends, but. I don't know. They don't like doing the like cross pollination of shows <laughs> and whatnot. But that would have been fun. So I mean, maybe maybe, maybe a still, guest star. Yeah, maybe we could still both be on. Some, yeah, sometime. Yeah, in the you never know. Um, and Vanderpump Rules. I got to make that happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, if there's a season eight, I would love for you to. There's good. Come. Hello, you told yes. me the ratings are so good. I there's going to so. be I mean, another season. Jackson, Brittany are getting married next season. Like people are going to want to see that. Um, One of the things that I wanted to get into, you mentioned it in the beginning, and one of my fans asked a question. It was at DreamAgana1, wanted to know how you did lose the weight and said that you look amazing. Well, thank you. I mean, I I mentioned earlier that I consider myself a food addict, Mm -hmm. and I've gone my whole life like Oprah, yo-yoing. So... After 2007 ended, like many people, I made a New Year's resolution to be healthier. Mm -hmm. But that year before, the year of 2007, I tried so many times to get healthier. And I failed and I quit and I tried again and I quit. And I said, you know what? I need to set myself up for success, not failure. And so many of us, myself included, like especially back then when The Biggest Loser was on TV, we'd have all these unrealistic expectations. Right. You, you want to lose so much weight so quickly, and that's not always the best approach. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, okay, how can, how can I set myself up for success? How can I make this easy? Yeah. So what I did was the first month, I didn't even worry about the gym or physical activity or anything like that. I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do what an addiction specialist does. Mm -hmm. They don't go cold turkey. Right. So I said, okay, I'm not going to eat healthy. I'm just going to eat less bad than I have been. So I was working out of the coffee shop and eating at the Baja Fresh next door. So I was like, okay, instead of having two cookies at the coffee bean, have one. Instead of having the large ice blended, have a small one. Yeah. Instead of getting the burrito and chips at Baja Fresh, just get the burrito. Right. So still eating poorly, but Uh eating... Less, Less bad, exactly. Yeah. 
So I, I did that. I said, I'm going to do that for a month. And after a month of doing that, I lost some weight with minimal effort. I'm like, okay, wow. So next month, February, let me incorporate some physical activity. And at that point, I was so uncomfortable with my body. I didn't want to take my shirt. I didn't want, I was afraid of getting in a gym and being judged or looked at. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, let me just walk. So how can I set myself up for success there? If I would have told myself, I'm going to walk every day for an hour a day, I probably wouldn't have followed through with it. So I just did five days a week, 30 minutes a day. And I did it. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the second month, I lost even more weight. Yeah. So after two months of of changing things without going drastic, I got a lot of results. Then I was really motivated to then get in the gym and then really eat healthy. And and that momentum fueled me and it reprogrammed my brain. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, just once you see those results, it just, it makes it that much easier. I've always been a more petite person, but at my biggest, I got up to a size four. And just for me, I've been a zero my whole life. So that just for me on camera was big. And I know that's not big at all. That's still way below average. But once I started seeing the change, it was amazing. And it just made me want to keep going. And now I'm on like four years of working out regularly and being healthy. But it just, it did take seeing those results initially to, yeah. When it takes hard work, there are no shortcuts. Right. Yeah. And um, being a cheerleader in high school, like I was always the flyer, but I was the petite one. But I also had friends who were on the curvier side. So one of the things I was going to tell you about, do you know uh, Torrid, the store? Yeah. I think they're owned by the people that own or they're owned by Hot Topic. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So the West Covina Mall back home was like the place I would always go shopping. And we'd have like, you know, cheerleading squad would have practice and we'd go shopping. But then it's like I would want to go to like Charlotte Russe. And then some of the girls would want to go to Torrid, which is a fashion brand for women who wear sizes 10 to 30. They have, you know, anything from jeans, intimates, cute dresses, tops. It's focused on designs and styles that are fit to perfection for their bodies. All of the pieces are wear tested for real curvy women with diverse shapes and sizes and you know one size does not fit all everyone's different and i think they're very affordable yeah they are and right now for my listeners you guys can go to torrid.com and use promo code sheena 15 for 15 dollars off every 15 dollars you spend that means you can get up to 150 dollars off a 500 order at torrid.com promo code sheena 15 for 15 dollars off every 50 dollars you spend so, yeah, just while we're talking about thanks, Torrid, and all that, yeah, they're awesome. I was just at the mall the other day, and I was like, "I'm gonna go here. She's gonna go there." But I anyway. love that uh, that we still have malls and things at malls. Yeah, things are changing so much. Totally, I, I do like to do a lot of online shopping, but especially like Christmas time, I like <clears throat> to go to the mall. That's like my time to go to the mall. I love Where it. Where are you from originally? Um, Azusa, just east of Pasadena. So oh, like San okay. Gabriel Valley. Oh, yeah. Not that far. Yeah, not that far. So I usually just say L.A. And if people are like, well, where in L.A.? I just say just east of Pasadena because everyone's pretty much heard of Pasadena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tournament and you're, of Roses. Yes. I know. The Rose Parade. My uncle actually drives one the of the Rose floats Ball. every year. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was fun to watch. Um, so you said you don't watch a lot of TV. I was gonna I don't watch any. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you had a favorite reality show, but do you have a favorite housewife, even though you don't watch a lot of reality TV? 
Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get on her show. <laughs> um, do, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of, I honestly love all of the housewives because of just the simple fact that they are older women. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it really was revolutionary. Yeah. The Housewives franchise, because before that, reality TV was all about young people. Right. And now come these older women and I'm like I love it's inspired it even inspires me because mm-hmm. I'm going to be 41 now and I'm like you know what there is so much still to do and anything can happen in the future and um it's it for me that's that's way more aspirational even though they're such rich people whatever right. <laughs> but just by their age I love that you yeah know? who would you say your favorite and least favorite celebrities are my favorite celebrity it depends. What I love about my job is that it's always changing. Uh-huh. You know, last year, my favorite person to write about was Ariana Grande. Yeah. Because she gave me so much material and also good music, too. I was not a huge Ariana fan, but I became one last mm-hmm. year. And then my least favorite person to write about, um, I don't know. It depends. It depends. I mean, I even enjoy writing about Donald Trump. I would say him, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather not write about him. Right. But let's not talk politics on your podcast. Yeah. I don't, I don't Especially turn, him. I don't want to turn off any people. <laughs> but, okay, speaking of Ariana Grande, what do you think about all of the fans and just, you know, people in general going after her after Mac Miller died, after Pete's, you know, recent mental health scare what do you what's your take on that? It doesn't surprise me. Of course. People people don't even think that these celebrities will often see their comment. Yeah. So I, w- would I prefer that they didn't write comments like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um also though, you know, if comments if you're the kind of person that these things really get you down, either don't check the comments or turn them off right and that's an option now yeah instagram has that option yeah and all their so other social media uh you know you may not be able to turn off comments on twitter but just don't check the replies Mm -hmm. but in social media is like another drug for people yeah and if you're posting you want to know what people are saying totally that was one of the things i was saying how um i kind of take breaks sometimes is because like even monday night's episode i don't think i looked that great the way the scene it's the first scene you see with me and my best friend adam who we were like are we dating are we not and whatnot and just the way you see our first interaction together it's like it looks like he's very annoyed and uninterested in me it was one of the first scenes he filmed he was extremely uncomfortable on camera and that what people don't understand is like no he was uncomfortable on camera he wasn't uncomfortable with me but i was like you know i don't even want to see what people are saying so that day i was like i had my sister do the post for me i was like i'm not looking at the comments i didn't look at twitter i just kind of stayed off it for a couple days and i did that a lot when i was in vegas because of my last relationship that just so many comments were so negative coming in and i was like you know what i'm here to focus on doing this show and i was going into the first couple weeks of my show just in a bad headspace thinking about about what people had <laughs> tweeted about me when I'm on stage saying my lines and then on intermission I would go and I would check more and I'm like you know what I'm done I deleted yeah. Instagram I deleted Smart. Twitter it's just a, it's deleted a drug. the apps it's addictive yeah. yeah 
But I had to just like get rid of that for a little bit because I think a lot of people think, well, you know, like, oh, celebrities, reality stars, like, well, you chose this life. Like you put yourself out there, but it's like, you know, I didn't, I'm actually going to do a post later today about this is I didn't put myself on reality TV just to be ridiculed and insulted and body shamed. Like I put myself out there to entertain, to tell my story and more than anything to try and help people understand that they're not the only person going through this stuff. And that's why in season four, I talked about, I opened up about my husband's addiction. He had a pill addiction. He had a drinking problem. And although I don't think he was happy that I chose to talk about that on the show, it was something that thousands of people reached out about just saying how inspirational it was that, you know, we shared that story. And because, you know, we had the strength to get through that, like it was just inspiring to people. And even now talking about freezing my eggs, I've had at least 50 plus women reach out to me about it already and I'm like this is why I do what I do I've always said if I could help just one person then I'm doing my job and we're reaching millions all over the world so wow yeah I think I think that's what I just want to make people smile you know me too yeah. I like making people happy my favorite part about Christmas is playing Santa and just buying gifts for everyone because I like to see the look on their faces when they open and they're like fill bags they're like well I didn't get you something that's good I'm like I don't need anything anything I want I get for myself I enjoy making other people happy and did you get yourself anything for Christmas oh I got myself so many things <laughs> I was like I got my mom a Michael Kors purse I got me a Michael Kors purse I got my sister some shoes I got me some shoes so I got my Myself one thing for Christmas. Really? What was a it? A coffee mug. Aww. Because <laughs> I, you know, have three kids and I drink a lot of coffee. I can imagine. And I used my old coffee mug so much that the thing that you push was loose. Yeah. Because I used it so much, so my coffee was getting cold. Uh huh. So now I bought this new one, and it's magical yeah and it's pink too Ooh, so I, I need a pink yeah yeah so i love looking at it because also the, i love color like color is healing right. to me so looking at my pink coffee mug i'm like elwood's yeah <laughs> i love that any plans for more kids i wish that'd be a god blessing but um i can't afford it <laughs> right <laughs> at now threes, yeah that's a lot if if god blessed me with a tv show mm -hmm. you know or some other ways to make a lot of money yeah <laughs> Then I would. I, I would love a fourth and final. Or, uh -huh. or, or you know, take a break and have two more in 10 years yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Anything. Uh, but I, I, am, I am now having to sit with the reality that I'm probably not going to have any more. And that's an, a hard thing for me because I do want more. And it sucks. But that's life. You know, you can't mm -hmm. get everything you want. And if I were to have another kid right now, that would be stupid. Yeah. It would be stupid because it would just add so much more pressure and stress of right. having to produce and earn because I'm doing it by myself. Right. I don't have a partner. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to not even say something. I would never even say something like that because after I had my first child, you always get asked that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And I always knew I was going to have three. But I would always say every time, I don't know. Um, but now I'm kind of just saying it because I'm trying to put the energy out there into the universe yeah. for the universe to listen and give. And you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Dating anyone? I did go out on some dates. I went out on four dates. My first date of 2018 was in November. I didn't go out on a single date until uh -huh. November. And then I went out on two dates with one guy and two dates on another guy. I was like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but nothing happened with them. I mean, it's hard because right. I feel like it's almost like Vegas, right? 
Oh, the, yeah. o- the only way to win is to play a lot. Yeah. And I just don't have the opportunity to play a lot. Like, I'm not going out on a lot of dates. Yeah. I would, but it's just not happening. Definitely. I met those two guys on a dating site, which I used to use the same one when I was living in New York. I lived in New York from 2013 through 2016. And that site, I got a ton of dates from that. But here in L.A., I don't think a lot of people are checking it or using it because I'm not getting a lot of dates from it. Gotcha. Or maybe years have passed. Right. And now people are using different ways to get dates. There I, are so many I don't know apps. how the gays are, are – I mean, I think a lot of – that's another thing. Like, I don't want to use Grindr or Scruff or, or any of those things. I feel like those are just to get laid apps. Yeah. And the one that I do use, I like because it has a website. I don't want to use the mobile app. Because I have anxiety issues yeah. and I don't want to know, oh, I got a notification. I got to respond right now. I like a website so that I can click a new tab, go to the website when I have time in the evening when I want and then then reply. Yeah. But if I see a notification on my phone, I'll feel the need to like respond right away. Right away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm freaking busy. You yeah, know? definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. I would love that as well. I am deserving of love and I am a great partner. Awesome. Well, yeah. you'll find it when the time is right. I believe that. All right, I have two fan questions I want to end this with. At Moreno Culero wants to know, which of your own personal celebrity feuds do you regret the most? Which one do I regret? Oh, gosh. I, um, I, uh, I would, I don't even want to mention the name because I don't want to give that energy. But when mm-hmm. I was super awful... I even, you know, how I would justify things to myself was, I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. Yeah. So there was one person in particular and and these paparazzi photos of that person's daughter. And I just said an awful comment. I think that's one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. Like going after a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That was really shitty. Last one at simply underscore David underscore C said, have you ever had a story that was like so juicy you refused to leak it just to like save someone's feelings? Like you put your job aside and spare theirs. I often have a lot of information that I don't post for many reasons. Like even now, uh, well, earlier I mentioned that I didn't want to reveal the celebrity big brother stuff because I don't want to burn that bridge. Right. Um, Sometimes I may not post something even if I know or believe the information is correct, just because of fear of getting sued, mm-hmm. because this is how the legal system works. Yeah. Even if you are right, even if you had impeccable sources, some let's let's just say Kim Kardashian could sue me. And the way the legal system in this country works is the person with the more with the most money wins. Yeah. Even if you're right and they're wrong, if they've got more money than you, they can outlawyer you. They can drag out the process, and then you're like, I don't want to spend two years and hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting this. Right. You know, even if I'm right. Totally. 
I will say my favorite article blog that you've ever written about me, it was the picture I posted last night. My neighbors, it all got dropped and everything, but my old neighbors were suing me for smoking weed because they were saying, and it, it's funny because it wasn't even coming from my apartment. It was actually the apartment next to me because I only vape inside. I don't actually smoke flour inside, so it wasn't coming from me. But they were suing me because they said that the marijuana smoke was going through their doors and windows and was getting their son high in his sleep and all of this craziness. But because you know that is public record, you wrote an article about it. And because of that article, uh, Tommy Chong's wife reached out and we became friends because I was a fellow stoner. So I thought that was funny. A little puff, puff, pass. But... (laughs) And it was a good picture. I was like, finally, he's using good pictures of me. Still drawing my face. That's fine. But it's a pretty picture, at least. <laughs> Did but, you, but that cost you money. Um, actually, it didn't. It was able to just completely get dropped. But you had to get your lawyer to, like, respond. I was able to have a defense attorney friend of mine do it all pro bono. Mm, lucky you. Yeah, so I got, see, that's I got the lucky anno- that. That's the annoying thing. Even to just respond, mm-hmm. you need a lawyer. And that costs – there's not a lawyer in L.A. that's going to represent me for something like that for less than $300 an hour. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he did have to go to court a few times. but Oh, you got so lucky. I did. Oh, my. One of my contacts I made at the Grand Havana Room. So nice. So it, it paid off working there <laughs> <laughs> thankfully you haven't been sued since no no i haven't fingers been crossed. thankfully yes <laughs> well actually you know what let's hope you do get sued again because that'll mean you're even more successful than you are now oh. the more successful <laughs> that you are the bigger of a target you are that's yeah. why the kardashians get that's sued true. all the time yeah so let's hope you get sued okay because let's hope that you're making 10 times the amount you're making this last year, this year. And let's hope that I still have a pro bono lawyer. Yeah. On, on <laughs> well, if you're making 10 times yeah. as much. You know, then, yeah, you can then afford you the can $300 afford lawyer, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you. And yes. thank you to all of your listeners. And if you enjoyed me here, I'm also on Podcast One. You can listen to the Perez Hilton Podcast with Chris Booker on iTunes or directly at PerezPodcast.com or on the Podcast One app. Tons of options of how to listen. Yes, and follow on social media. Are you just at Perez Hilton? The Perez Hilton. The Perez Hilton. Or I'm on both. Yes. Perez Hilton is for the website and okay. celebrity news. And then The Perez Hilton is, that's where I'll post my family photos and some celebrity news interspersed because I still that's what I'm interested in. Right. So all of it. But also I'll post, I posted a Donald Trump thing, mm-hmm. everything. It's a little bit more potpourri, mixed matched. Awesome. And the website one's mainly just celebrity ones. Cool. Stuff. Well, thank well, you. Thank it was you. so lovely to, well, I think we did meet in Vegas briefly at that Cirque oh, thing. Oh, yes. Yes, we did at an event. Yes. Yeah, I remember the red carpet. It was yes. uh, something of water. Soleil, yeah, yeah one was... drop. One drop. Yeah. That's it. You're right. That awesome. Was cool. well, this was a lot more fun. This was. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. Uh, with the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that. Uh, do you need it? Let me see you shake that. Uh, do you want it? Let me see you shake that. General Hospital's Steve Burton and Bradford Anderson have been playing buddies on screen for years. 
only to discover that their real-life dynamic is perhaps even more fun with guests from daytime TV, the entertainment industry, and beyond. No joking around. None allowed. We're a very serious show. Download That's Awesome every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.